Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast, episode 57. Can't believe I've done 57 of these things. I'm uh, very surprised I've done five of these things, let alone 57, but hey, you know, we're here. And uh, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> still solo on this, but you know, uh, there's still big plans for this in the, in the future. I mean, I know it's only 57 episodes, but I, uh, I plan to do a lot more than that. And then, uh, when I get back from this whole little, uh, trip to the desert, I, uh, certainly will be looking for, uh, whether to be a, uh, co-host of sorts or like perennial guest, uh, which would be great. But until that happens, uh, you got yours truly here. But anyway, um, some big stuff happened in the NHL since the last episode. You know, the the big ol' uh, free agency 2020 episode, uh, which is in the books now. But um, after this episode, you'll have learned that uh, damn near every big uh, free agent that was on the market is now off the market, except for one guy, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, but without further ado, let's get diving into that uh, news. First off, we have some non-NHL news. Uh, the 2020-2021 Champions Hockey League uh, season has been canceled due to uh, both operational and finance issues caused by the, uh, the pandemic. Um, I mean, that's no surprise. There's been a lot of uh, leagues that have just decided to not you know, have it this year whether it be because of restrictions or legitimately because they cannot feasibly put something together and it uh, looks like that's uh option two for the the chl the champions hockey league uh not to be confused with the chl up in the uh, up in canada but um it's a shame and hopefully uh they come back stronger uh in the next season but uh we'll have to look and see just wait and see how uh, that transpires for them, but uh, hopefully uh, they can come back uh, soon and better than ever, along with the NHL, uh, which we'll also get into uh, a little bit later uh, once we talk about uh, how players and teams might be looking uh, for this upcoming season. Uh, And to round out your non-NHL news for today, uh, which, you know, it deals with hockey, but not... NHL, obviously, uh, Enterprise Center, uh, your home of the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis, has been chosen to host the 2025 NCAA Frozen Four, uh, which is a pretty big deal. I, I know that's one of the, the big events that the uh, Enterprise Center was trying to uh, attract uh, once they got the renovations done to uh, that uh, wonderful building, uh, which I want to say... Uh, if they haven't had it already, I want to say that the Little Caesars Arena is supposed to be having it soon. If they haven't had it already, um, but uh, yeah, 2025 NCAA Frozen Four uh, coming to the Enterprise Center in St. Louis. And the last time that we uh, St. Louis hosted the Frozen Four was back in 2007. So uh, it's been a long while, and it'll be two years removed from 20 years since having it. So um, good to see it come back. But yeah. 2025. And now switching gears to the NHL news section of the episode here for you. Uh, Nashville Predators uh, will not be charging their season ticket holders their monthly uh, payment plans uh, for 
their season tickets for the month of November and will not be deferring any payments uh, to a later date, uh, even if the a full 41-game schedule is played. And that is the rumored uh, length of this upcoming season. They, instead of... Because uh, at first, it was to be believed that they were going to try to cram an 82-game season, a full 82-game season this this upcoming season, but uh, that looks to not be a feasible option. So uh, it is to be believed that we'll be they'll be looking to legitimately cut the uh, season directly in half to an, a nice crispy 41 games. So uh, that'll be quite interesting. And to uh, kind of continue on to that whole uh, debacle. Um, it's also rumored that at first they're talking January 1st, uh, that they were going to have the uh, season start. There's also rumors that it might actually be pushed all the way till February. I really hope that's not the case, but, um, cause more time away from hockey, you know, just, it sucks. Like after that COVID stoppage of hockey, you know, you have to like look around and be like, wow, you know, especially if you let something like hockey really consume, you know, your life or at least like really like drown out what's, you know, going around you to really, you know, put stuff in perspective. But I, uh, I really hope that we don't have to wait that much longer for hockey again. Um, I was actually kind of hoping that was going to come back in December, but that looks like it's not going to be the case. I just hope it's uh, not starting in February. I hope it starts in January, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, which we also have another story uh, dealing with uh, what this, the uh, season might look like, but we'll get to that uh, last in the uh, news area. Uh, another news, Ottawa Senators owner Eugene Melnick has filed a 500 thousand dollar defamation lawsuit because um, that's um, some bullshit that uh, <laughs> Eugene Melnick would pull um, for hit in the Ontario Superior Court uh, yeah Superior Court uh, my brain was like oh Supreme Court no no it's the Superior Court uh, against the Ottawa Sun columnist Rick Gibbons uh, per TSN's Rick Westhead uh, which the um Melnick is suing him for the defamation lawsuit uh, about articles written about his dealings with the uh, Ottawa Senators Foundation, which that was a big whole news story. I want to say that I've uh, I had uh, several episodes ago, um, and prior to the foundation cutting ties to the team and rebranding it as uh, a youth foundation instead of the Ottawa Senators Foundation. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, odds are probably Melnick will end up winning it, mainly because, you know, he has the money, at least supposedly has the money for lawyers because the whole thing is, oh, well, he's this, you know, millionaire, billionaire guy. But, you know, always, you know, being a little cheap ass, you know, with the team. And this, this team has suffered a lot. 
uh, whether it be, you know, on the ice stuff and a lot of off the ice stuff and a lot of off ice stuff is just from Melnick himself. So, uh, you know, I really hope stuff really turns around for the Senators, but uh, that doesn't look like it's going to be happening anytime soon, at least on the off ice uh, side of things. But we'll get into the on ice uh, things uh, in a little bit here. Uh, a side note to preface uh, the Alex Petrangelo news. Uh, Alex Petrangelo admitted to Andy Strickland of Fox Sports Midwest and The Athletic that uh, he wanted a new challenge. And uh, the closer he got to US, uh, the free agency market, the more that he had sights on playing elsewhere. So looks like he wasn't coming back to St. Louis. Uh, and he said that the decision came down to more than just hockey. And the idea of playing uh, and living elsewhere was intriguing to him. So, hey, you know, more power to him. He has every right to do so. Uh, and uh, can't be really mad about that. You know, it's one of those things that your parents tell you. That it's, like, it's not that I'm mad at you. I'm just disappointed. You know, it's... I feel like that's uh, a lot how a lot of uh, blues fans are, or at least understanding blues fans are, like myself, where, you know, I'm not mad about it, although I'm happy to know that at least he's going to one of my other teams that I root for, but regardless, um, it's one of those things where it's not that I'm mad he left, it's that I'm just disappointed that he left, but it is what it is. And uh, to tie on to that, uh, the Blues may uh, be considering filing some tampering charges against the Golden Knights in regards to Alex Petrangelo and his signing, uh, per Jeremy Rutherford. And uh, they are going back and forth on that, but we'll see how that, uh, how that uh, plays out for them. It'll be a bold strategy for them to do that, but we'll see how that goes out for them. Um, and the last story of the day before we get into the trades, which then before we get into the signings, uh, uh, Bill Foley, back on the Vegas Golden Knights train, Bill Foley making some uh, headlines, uh, basically floating out the uh, idea that uh, about a all-Canadian division. Verdes next season. So we all know the whole pandemic and how you know shut down borders, shut and basically, to, uh, everyone has their own re- regulations as to like how many people you're allowed to have in a building, how many uh, people are allowed to you know move here and there and here and there without quarantining and all that jazz. So um, Bill Foley on a uh, Vegas Hockey Hotline show. Uh, out in Vegas basically uh, swirling the idea of hey well since the the border is having the issue they can basically have the Canadian teams play a uh, majority of all their games together uh, they're trying to keep away from bubbles so uh, that's another reason why they might want to try to do that and I find it kind of intriguing just to get all the Canadian teams playing the other Canadian teams out of the way, and then once they're done, then they can just come over to the uh, across the border to you know America, the U.S. of A, and uh, play all their games that they need to over here. Which then has to, then you have to ask the question: Well, if they're going to do that. Well, then, number one, which conference do they belong to? Because then you have to 
account them for the Western Conference or Eastern Conference standings. And then from there, you also have to figure uh, what the other 24, 20, yeah, 24 um, NHL teams in the uh, U.S., what they do when it comes to divisions, especially since the Central Division has one Canadian team. The Pacific has Calgary, Edmonton, uh, yeah, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. So that's three. So there's four there. And then the other three being Ottawa, Montreal. They're in the Atlantic. And then Toronto's also in the Atlantic. So the only... Uh, division that doesn't have a Canadian team in it is the Metro. So I don't know how that alignment's going to really uh, work with that, but they've got time to figure that out, but hopefully they figure it out soon. And now we get into trades to preface some signings. So New York Islanders have acquired forward AJ Greer from the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for defenseman Kyle Burroughs. So just straight up hockey trade there. Um... Colorado Avalanche also acquire uh, defenseman Devin Taze for the Islanders. So the Islanders in uh, Colorado switching some people around in exchange for a 2021 second round pick and 2022 second round pick. So uh, looking uh, like the Avalanche kind of hunkering down on the defense there. So that's good. Um, And then Vegas, speaking of defensemen, uh, which prefaces the whole Petrangelo thing. Uh, acquired a 2022 third round pick from the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for Nate Schmidt. So uh, that'll be one of my key things that I'm going to talk about with the whole Petrangelo thing, which will end the show. So if you legitimately just care about the Petrangelo stuff, you can probably skip toward the end of the show. I You're new to stick around, but hey, I'm I'm not controlling your life here. I'm just giving you a heads up. But, yeah, there's those traits for you. And then uh, Atlantic Division signings. Boston Bruins re-signing defenseman Jacob Zobril to a two-year $1.45 million contract with an AAV of $725,000. Also signing forward Greg McKaig and goaltender Callum Booth to one-year two-way contracts worth seven hundred k at the NHL level, respectively, for each of those uh, players. So Boston, not really making a lot of big splashes, uh, which a lot of I know there's probably a lot of Bruins fans that are hoping that they do so, especially since they uh, no longer have Tory Krug on the back end, which now defense is kind of an a real big question mark, especially if they bring back or not uh, Zdeno Chara. But uh, that is yet to be seen with what they do with that. Forward group, I don't think they really need to do much. But they're, and as I said before in the free agency episode, I want to say the big two thing, the big two question marks that I kind of have for the Boston Bruins is the defense and uh, what they do on when it comes to goaltending, since the whole rumor about how they're going to try to trade uh, Tuka Rask. But still have yet to hear anything about that right now. But. Um, I'm sure if the, if it's gonna happen, it would have to come within the next month or two. I would I uh, would be very surprised if they uh, wait a little bit longer to do that. 
um, by trading uh, Rask. But even if they do trade Rask, I don't know who you who you try to trade for. But uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But um, yeah, defense. Presuming that they keep Rask, the big thing, defense for Boston Bruins, you still got to try to figure out. Um, Buffalo making an interesting play. Uh, Buffalo's Sabres have signed for Taylor Hall to a one-year, $8 million contract. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this. Did I think the Buffalo Sabres were in contention to get Taylor Hall at all? No, absolutely not. I was thinking that the Colorado Avalanche were, and you probably listening also thought that too, but we were both wrong, and it happens sometimes. But hey, here we are. <laughs> seeing that Buffalo Sabres uh, trying to make an interesting play to try to be somewhat competitive and I'm not going to hold my breath and neither should you on the Buffalo Sabres doing anything to be worth a damn this year now it is the Buffalo Sabres to uh, prove us all wrong which in the end us doubting them will probably make him better so in the end, Buffalo fans, you're welcome for us, you know, doubting your team so much. But, you know, they kind of give us a reason to feel the way we feel. And I honestly do feel bad for you guys. Generally do. Um, and hopefully you guys do turn around. But until that happens, um, especially with a competitive Atlantic division or a competitive what realigned division because they're going to realign all the freaking Canadian teams potentially, you know... Who's to say where they end up? But uh, be an interesting thing to see. Although a short, a shorter season may benefit them because they do really well toward the first half of the season, and then just the wheels fall off the wagon, like right around the halfway mark of the season. So maybe it's their year. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, Detroit has nothing for us. Florida has nothing for us. Uh, Montreal has uh, signed for forward Tyler Toffoli uh, to a four-year contract, $17 million, with an AAV of 4.25. A solid deal. Uh, Montreal Canadiens also re-signed goaltender Jake Allen to a two-year contract extension worth 7.7... Well, no, 5.75, my bad. Uh, 2.875 AAV, although his current contract still has, is still like a four-something million deal. Uh, so he is going to be taking a pay cut uh, to stay with the Canadiens, but uh, look, it's you know it's good to see Allen getting some uh, belief from his new team that he's gonna you know be a key player to stick around, um, especially when Carey Price ends up getting injured because you know some time you know he is prone to get injured. Um, he'll be a key player for the Canadiens to keep some sustainability. Um, as they look to build on a pretty solid year um, as they're, you know, building up, especially since they just signed Tyler Toffoli. I kind of expected the Vancouver Canucks to keep him, but but hey, you know, whenever you're signing guys like Braden Holtby and now you got Nate Schmidt, now you have to deal with Cap, which also maybe that's another reason maybe to kind of wa- let him walk because of uh, a Cap strain, but... Uh, got that going for him, and also they've re-signed forward uh, Brandon Gallagher to a six-year extension, uh, thirty-nine million with an AAV of six point five mil. So he is now, I believe, the highest-paid uh, forward 
for the Montreal Canadiens and 6.5 million being the highest paid guy you have that especially for a Canadian team that's not bad at all not bad at all and uh, especially for the production that Gallagher's been doing he's been pretty damn solid for the Canadiens and uh, hopefully they can continue to have the uh, upward momentum and uh, yeah that's that and uh, sticking in the old uh, Canada, we have Ottawa. Ottawa Centers re-signing forward Nick Paul to a two-year extension, $2.7 million, with an AAV of $1.35 million. And, uh, you know, solid pickup there. But the big question mark for me as to ask the question, is Ottawa one of the many teams so far that I've seen in this free agency say fuck the rebuild let's get this shit rolling <laughs> the Ottawa Senators signed forward Evgeny Dadunov to a three year deal a 15 million dollar contract with an AAV of 5 mil Evgeny Dadunov would be a good guy a solid top 9 top 6 forward for a team that needs scoring depth I wouldn't say depth scoring I'd say you know that middle of the pack he's not like your top guy but he's like supporting cast but not supporting cast that he's like a depth depth guy but you know what you you know what I mean he's like that I'd say you know second tier guy because if he was a top guy top tier guy it'd be like among guys like you know, Patrick Kane, Dave Pasternak, Reagan, Artemi Panarin, to name a few guys out there. But, <clears throat> I mean, regardless, he can definitely get you scoring. Um, but I'm just kind of wondering why Ottawa's looking to grab him. Because I don't think he really helps them in what they really need to accomplish but you know whatever Ottawa does whatever they want to do right so hey hey but yeah uh, next up Tampa Bay real quick Tampa Bay Lightning re-signing defenseman Ben Thomas to a one year two way deal worth 700k at the NHL level and 160 Five grand at the AHL level with a guarantee of two hundred grand. So um, some depth there. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs signing forward Jimmy VC to a one-year nine hundred K deal, and uh, signing goaltender Aaron Dell to a one-year eight hundred K deal. Uh, Aaron Dell will be looking to potentially uh, maybe start in the oh not start in the NHL but maybe be back up. But a lot of people are slating him to be the Marlies um, goaltender. And uh, Jimmy VC, some depth uh, for the Maple Leafs. Uh, maybe it also proved that he's uh, more than uh, just the hype, because there was a lot of hype coming around Jimmy VC, and then it just hasn't really came into fruition uh, for him. But uh, maybe being in Toronto can turn some stuff around for him. Uh, and. Before we go any further, we'll uh, take a quick break, and then uh, when we get back, we'll 
divulge into the metro and central and then eventually get to the the big news of Alex Drangelo. Alright, so diving into the Metropolitan Division, um, Carolina making some moves. Um, unlike the first go around, they're uh, making some moves. Uh, signing defenseman Joachim Ryan to a one year, two way deal worth 700k at the NHL level and 150k at the AHL level. Uh, signing forward Vesil Ponomarev uh, to a three year is three year, yeah, three year ELC uh, with an AAV of $818,333 because we can't have nice round numbers uh, at the NHL level. 80k at the AHL level, so that's an even. That's he. That's an even number. 80k. All right. Now on this 818, 333s. All right. Nice even numbers, guys. Come on. Uh, but he was Hurricanes' second round uh, pick this year, 53rd overall. Not a bad deal. So, uh, although I don't suspect that he's going to play any this year, but you know he's uh he got his ELC done so good on them uh they also signed re-signed forward clark bishop to a one-year two-way deal with 700k at the nhl level and 100k at the ahl level also re-signing forward spender smallman to a one-year two-way contract worth 735,000 at the nhl level and 70k at the ahl level so that's uh carolina uh columbus did nothing new jersey devils only uh have brought back scott wedgwood uh, to a one-year, two-way contract worth 700k at the NHL level and 200k at the AHL level. Uh, so welcome back, Scott Wedgwood, to the Devils. Uh, Islanders have signed former New Jersey Devils goalie Corey Schneider to a one-year, 700k contract. More, it's probably just a, a prove-yourself contract because that arbitrage six million deal uh, that he uh, just came off of uh, that got bought out by New Jersey. Um, behind the rearview mirror now and now uh, he is getting a, a league minimum deal to see what else he has left in the tank uh, with the Islanders and uh, so far goalies that need to prove themselves uh, that go to the Islanders do pretty damn well uh, Leonard, Robin Leonard for one also um, Semyon Varlamov uh, recently, another one of those guys that uh, looked to uh, prove himself and uh, went to the Islanders uh, was a pretty damn good goalie. So uh, hopefully Schneider can uh, have the same happen to him. And the Islanders also signed forward uh, Austin Sarnik uh, and defenseman Grant Hutton to uh, two-way, uh, two, yeah, two-way, two-year contracts with AAVs respectively for both of them, 725k. So some depth right there for you. So that's Islanders, uh, New York Rangers s- signing their first overall pick, Alexei Lafreniere, Lafreniere, to a three-year maximum value entry-level contract, 925k AAV uh, that could be worth up to 3.3, you know, 3.775 million dollars season with bonuses attached to that which is kind of unheard of but uh, you don't really hear about that a lot uh, but unlike a lot of the uh, draft picks that are signing their ELCs I do expect to see him uh, playing with the Rangers this upcoming season and as I mentioned he was the Rangers first round first overall pick in this year's draft 
Um, so I, yeah, I do expect the first overall pick in the draft to uh, go on to uh, play with them. And next, uh, New York Rangers re-signing goaltender uh, Alex Gorgiev to a two-year, $4.85 million deal with uh, $2.425 million AAV. Uh, solid deal there. Uh, also re-signing defenseman Tr- Tony D'Angelo to a two-year, $9.6 million deal with an AAV of $4.8 million. Uh, solid deal. Uh, still kind of questioning why on their decor, why they would ever sign Jack Johnson, but <laughs> that's still going to be a uh, question I'm going to continue to ask until he's he's gone or uh, he proves his worth uh, for the Rangers. But why did you sign Jack Johnson? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> why did they do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's going to be an interesting time, Rangers fans. It's going to be an interesting time. I'm not a really much of a Rangers fan, but it's going to be an interesting time to watch your team. I'm just saying. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia Flyers have signed forward Zade. Zade Wisdom to a three-year entry-level deal. He was the fourth-round 94th overall pick in the 2020 entry-level draft. Uh, entry draft. Uh, so he's side I don't expect him to play anything uh, this year probably not even next year uh, the Flyers have signed defenseman Eric Gustafson to a one-year three million dollar contract solid deal uh, and apparently he is not the very he's not the first Eric Gustafson to have played the Philadelphia Flyers um, but he's a completely different Eric Gustafson but he's a good Eric Gustafson uh, like this game with the Blackhawks like this game with the uh, the Flames and now I look to like his game with the Flyers as well. Uh, and the Flyers have also signed forward uh, Tyson Forster to a three-year ELC, and he was the Flyers' 23rd overall pick in the 2020 draft first round. Um, don't really expect him to make a uh, team out of camp or anything like that this year. I would probably expect to see him next year, but don't be surprised if he shows up for maybe, like, his first, his first nine games uh, with the Flyers, but we'll see with that. And uh, Pittsburgh and Washington didn't do anything, so that rounds out your Metropolitan Division. Central Division, Blackhawks signed forward Matthias Janmark, uh, former of the Dallas Stars, to one-year $2.25 million deal. And uh, the running joke, for me at least, is that uh, at least Janmark won't really have to worry about changing uh, his his, at least a style of what his jersey used to be because the Dallas Stars and the Chicago Blackhawks legitimately are the exact same jersey, just different logos and, pi- and colors. That's all it is. The piping's the same. Like, everything's the same except for the, the shoulder logos are different and the front crest is different and the colors are different. Everything else is exactly the same. Just an interesting piece of information for those that haven't really noticed that but yeah legitimately the Blackhawks and Dallas Stars jerseys are exactly the same and with that I mean I do like the Dallas Stars jerseys I wish they'd go back to the old star jersey that they won their 99 cup with but they are sharp looking jerseys and it's uh 
it's a sharp pickup for the Blackhawks to get Yanmark. Although I hate how he's on a team now. I don't that I don't like anymore. But it is what it is. Uh, Colorado, Colorado Avalanche have re-signed defenseman Ryan Graves to a three-year deal, 9.5 mil with an AAV of 3.167. Um, still have a lot of money to spend, uh, so they do not uh, be surprised that Colorado, you know, makes some big splashes soon. Uh, Dallas did nothing. Uh, Minnesota. Have signed goaltender Capo Cajonen to a two-year, $1.4 million deal with an AAV of 725k. Uh, the first year is two is a two-way deal, uh, worth 700k at the NHL level and 100 no 250k at the AHL level. And the second year is a one-way deal, worth 750k. Um, so that's Minnesota, Nashville, uh, signing. Forward Brad Richardson, former of the Arizona Coyotes, howl yeah, uh, one year, one million dollar deal. Uh, so he's in depth for him. Uh, you know, he's a solid dude for the the uh, per, the Coyotes. For the Coyotes, he's played he played for the Coyotes. He's now playing for the Predators. Now I have to boo him now, which sucks, but it's the name of the game, guys. Name of the game. Uh, and the Predators also signed defenseman Tyler Levingston. Levingston or Livingston? Livingston, my bad. Uh, to a one-year two-way contract worth 700k at the NHL level and 200k at the AHL level. They also signed goaltender Casimir Casuo. Cascuo to a one-year two-way contract worth 700k at the NHL level and 75k at the AHL level. And to round out your central division is the St. Louis Blues. Uh, signing some depth for them and a little bit of grit. Uh, St. Louis Blues signing forward Kyle Clifford to a two-year, $2 million deal with an AAV of $1 million. So, an easy contract to move off of. Nice. Got the grit that the Blues were kind of lacking last year. Nice. Although, interesting play how... Uh, it seems this is the second guy that last year the um, well I can't really say it was last both last year because one was the year the season prior with Tory Krug and the whole relationship between him and Robert Thomas with the whole you know Krug tr- absolutely just leveling uh, Thomas during the Stanley Cup Finals in 2019 and then Kyle Clifford getting in the all uh, Jordan Bennington's business last year, I believe. Was, yeah, I believe that was last season before the 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 premature closing of the season, um, where he was getting in his kitchen, and then uh, he was like, "Oh, you know, you want to step up?" And then uh, a couple of Blues guys were like, "All right, all right, all right, we're gonna get, we're gonna separate this and uh, rough him up a bit." Um, but but hey, that's the kind of guy that you want on your team. You want someone to get in people's uh, kitchens and really, uh, you know, ruffle some feathers, get guys off their game. And, uh, it's good that we have that because that's probably another thing that why, you know, the blues might've ended up short, but you know, it's one of those things where like, what if, because the whole shutdown thing where we didn't know, uh, where the blues, you know, as a blues fan, uh, where we were going to be, 
Um, but at least now we have some grit now. So that'll be all good. Hopefully all be all good. Uh, but the big question mark is still a little bit of scoring. Uh, what we're going to do since Steen's probably not going to make uh, camp and we'll, or at least he ain't going to start the season because he's got injuries he's got to work on on hit on the final year of his deal uh which he may be eligible to go to ltir so that's like five something million on the ltir and then vladdy's going to be on the ltir uh because of his shoulder injury that he uh is sustained once again because he uh came back too quickly you know but um look for uh Doug Armstrong to not be done making moves um, although if he is then I would say as a Blues fan to be very um, worried how, how should I put it yeah worried um, <laughs> to say the least but um, which then brings me to the one guy the big fish now the only fish in the sea now that's apparently worth catching and that's uh, Mike Hoffman. Mike Hoffman was rumored whenever he was in Ottawa before he got moved to Florida that he was he was potentially I want to say either going to Vegas was a destination that he was slated to potentially go to, but also the St. Louis Blues was another team that he was slated to go to, and. Um, at the time, I was like, no, we don't need him. We don't need him. We don't need him. Turned out I was right with that because, you know, we won the Stanley Cup. But um, now I'd go on and say that we probably do need him because we don't have a scoring winger. And uh, Mike Hoffman's definitely a scoring winner, winger. And uh, we uh, need that since um, Vladdy's going to be out for a little while. So, um and they can they can move stuff around with the cap, you know, it's it's fine. Um but hopefully uh Dark Armstrong's not done tooling around with the blues. Because um, he's he's tooled with it this far, might as well keep going, right? Um but let's not let's not break it up to the point to where it's, you know, unrecognizable, alright? But unlike a, a certain team <coughs> Vegas, um but yeah, um yeah, hopefully uh, we can get back on the horse and uh, win the Stanley Cup in 2021. So uh, let's go Blues. And uh, now we fast forward all the way through Winnipeg because they did nothing. Anaheim did nothing. Arizona did nothing. Calgary did nothing. Edmonton did nothing. Los Angeles did nothing. And San Jose. Uh, San Jose uh, signing forward Matt Nieto to a one-year 700K contract. Solid deal, solid guy to have on your forward group. So uh, look for San Jose, at least in the scoring department, to maybe get a little bit uh, up there in, in the goals for. Um, and San Jose Sharks have signed forward Patrick Marlowe to a one-year 700K contract. So San Jose fans, your daddy's home, folks. Folks, Patrick Marlowe is back, baby. And he's ready to kick some ass and take names. <laughs> And the old uh, SoCal, um, and potentially uh, break or get close to breaking um, Gordie Howe's uh, most played games record. 
um, which I want to say I want to say it was either complete hockey news or NHL Network or someone uh, stated that all Marlowe needs to break his record. Uh, I don't think it's the tie. I think it's actually to break it is 44 games. So he just needs to play 44 more games, and he has that record, um, which would be a momentous thing to see a big record like that to be uh, taken down because it's not every day that uh, that happens in the NHL. And we're, you know, we're all over here being like, oh, freaking, is Ovechkin going to break? Uh, is Ovechkin going to break Gretzky's goal record? Who knows? But uh, no one talks about uh, Patrick Marlowe and potentially breaking uh, Gordie Howe's game, uh, games played record, which could happen depending on how long this season is. If this season's a 41 game season, presuming that he win or he plays every game this year, which I doubt he does, but if he did, then he'd only be 3 shy of that. Um, which even then you'd have to sign him for one more just one more year after that just to give him the opportunity to be like, "All right, we're we're going to get you that record. All right, we're going to get you that to that record." You know, th- this this guy has been a, a cornerstone of the NHL for a long time. And regardless if he plays on a team that I really could give two absolute shits about, you know, he's done his due. And let's, you know, get him, get him that record, San Jose Sharks. Get him that record. Please and thank you for all hockey fans everywhere. Come on. Let's do it. Do it for Patty. Come on. Do it. Do it. Well, last but not least... The star of the show. Vegas Golden Knights. Really stirring up shit in the NHL, you know? Uh, whether it be Bill Foley throwing out the idea that, uh, hey, let's have a Canadian-only uh, division. Or, uh, hey, let's hire Peter DeBoer. You know, the guy that uh, coached a team that did the uh, 2019 playoffs. <laughs> To uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, never going to forget that. Um, on top of snubbing Flower, some good quality starting times in this past playoffs, which probably could have potentially done the Golden Knights better. And um, clear animosity towards players, it would appear. So, yeah, um, a lot of question marks for Vegas coming into this season, and they look to rectify that with some signings. One of these signings, uh, oh, forward Danny O'Regan, surely he's going to make a difference. Um, all kidding aside, though, he's uh, you know some depth for you. Uh, one year, two way contract worth seven hundred k at the NHL level. Cool. But but you're not here for that. You're not here for that. You're here for uh, the big the big signing of the hour. All right. You're here for defenseman Alex Petrangelo signing uh, a seven year deal worth sixty one point six million. I uh, believe that was an eight point eight million dollar deal. AAV I believe. But while I looked that up, um, a little bit of interesting tidbit of information. He will be wearing uh, number seven for the Vegas Golden Knights, so uh, Shea Theodore will continue to wear uh, number 27, so it's good to see the Petrangelo is number one, letting uh, Theodore keeping his number 
but also the fact that it's good to see that he is going to be um, allowing <coughs> to, you know, leave number 27 as the, the, the number that he wore with the legacy that he left with the St. Louis Blues. So um, that's good to see. And then he'll start a new chapter of wearing number seven. So that's all fine and dandy. And now we go to do, 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 Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, 8.8 .8 mil with a no movement clause. The notorious no movement clause that apparently that's all Alex Petrangelo wanted from Doug Armstrong and the St. Louis Blues. And Doug Armstrong was being a stubborn little asshole and didn't give him a no movement clause. Which the Blues do not have a single guy on the roster that has a no movement. There's a lot of no trade clauses. But there's no move there's, you know, no movements. Which, you know to clarify as to what a no movement is compared to a no trade, well no trade means no trade. Or be like, hey, give me a list of teams that you're that you don't want me to trade you to and I'll make sure that you don't get traded to those places. You know we have players on the blues that have that. You know, whatever. What you'd think that'd be a harder sell. But no, apparently a no movement clause basically saying, hey, with a no movement clause means I can't get moved to the AHL. You think Alex Petrangelo, at any point of his career, unless he regresses so from beyond repair, that he's going to get moved to the AHL? Absolutely not. He ain't going to. So if it came down to, if it legitimately came down to a new movement clause, the freaking Doug Armstrong getting Alex Petrangelo to become a St. Louis Blue, then fuck Doug Armstrong. <laughs> for not giving him a new movement clause. But obviously, there's probably a bit more to that. I mean, I know, as I mentioned, uh, as closer as it got closer to free agency, you know, Petro kind of, you know, was like, being like, well, you know, this is my, basically my only time, you know, I'm still in the prime of my career, you know, I can, you know, really, uh, I can still do stuff, and I kind of want to try a new challenge, you know, because he, he got on top of the mountain with the blues, you know, all fine and dandy, but... He wants to try see if he can do it again some somewhere else, and you know it's all more power to him. But hey, you know he got and he got his no movement clause, and also he's not gonna be paying nearly as many, if any, taxes in freaking Vegas compared to where he would have in St. Louis. Uh, which that's also another thing to gotta keep in mind with these kind of contracts and all that jazz. Um, but with that, we have to. Um, figure that yeah Alex Trangelo elite defenseman you know does upgrade in some aspects to Vegas steel decor which could you definitely could have used some help but a lot of Va Vegas fans myself included are kind of worried that yeah you got a lot of these these guys but number one you might start getting a little top heavy when it comes to contracts, a lot of big money in there, uh, so which also means it's kind of hard to make keep upgrading uh, as time goes on because you kind of get locked down the contracts, you know. Kind of, kind of a tough thing to move. Eight point eight mil 
or anywhere around that um along with you know well that but that and another question that a lot of people have is you know is the mystique of the golden misfits dead like because that was the whole magic of the 2018 season was you know everyone was basically reject from their teams because they didn't get protected and all of that and then they came together and you know against all odds went to the Stanley Cup final they only won one game and lost in five but hey you know there's still teams out there that haven't won a a single game let alone been in the uh, Stanley Cup final so at least they got that going for them but um, and who knows what they could have done last year had the uh, that whole shit show with the San Jose Sharks didn't happen we could have had ourselves uh, Golden Knights versus Blues in the the freaking uh, Western Conference Finals that would have been a freaking heart attack waiting for me to uh, for me to happen (laughs) to have Um, which my heart's probably happy about that uh, for health reasons but um, when it comes to you know and also the fact that you know it'll be like well I know Vegas my number two team but they also just eliminated my number one team so <laughs> I mean but at the same time I still cheered for Dallas after Dallas uh, knocked out Vegas too but I digress um, which is a valid point though about the whole Golden Myth- Misfits uh, whole sheen of the uh team kind of going away but also you have to ask the question well is Peter DeBoer the guy to be behind the to be the guy behind the bench to bring this team to a Stanley Cup <clears throat> his 2012 run with the Devils would say yes his run with the Sharks in 2016 would say yes so within the past decade he went there two times solid solid but he does make some bonehead moves for sure he also seems to have his guys and a couple of the guys that uh, are currently there that are fan favorites aren't necessarily a DeBoer guy uh, like one uh, Mark Andre Fleury kind of the face of the franchise not a big deal but um yeah I still I mean I'm happy that it seemed because number one it came out that apparently Vegas is not and they made it adamant with capital N-O-T not going to be trading Marc-Andre Fleury anytime soon so it'll be Leonard and Fleury but they also word it basically saying Leonard and Fleury to make it seem like Fleury is going to be the backup I would like to see not a straight up give Leonard a start a clear cut starting role and giving Flurry a clear cut backup role. I would like to see them give it a straight up one A, one B situation. Basically split starts. Down the middle. That's that's what I would like to see. Especially with a potentially condensed season, you're definitely gonna want that. A one A one B situation and not a uh, a clear concise starter backup situation, which 
some teams are going to have that problem, but Vegas are has that in, that interesting uh, tandem to where they can pull off a one A one B. But it's yet to be seen what they do, and I don't know if they're going to do anything else because according to Cap Friendly, they're like a teensy bit over the cap right now. So I doubt they're really gonna be making any moves unless they're gonna be offloading some more cap. Which, if they start offloading more cap, that means they're gonna be offloading some key players. And if you kind of take away some key players, then you're gonna risk, you know, really moving uh, some um, potential momentum for the team to uh, move forward and potentially, eventually get to Bill Foley's goal of getting a Stanley Cup within the first six years of being a franchise so first three years the first year made the final great second year um basically got fucked by the referees so you kind of have to give that a pass uh this past year made it to no the year after that they got eliminated uh, i believe well no 2018 yeah so this past year they went to the western conference finals again um but then lost to Dallas, and then this upcoming year, it's yet to be happened. Yes, that be happened. Yes, yet to happen. God, words. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I hope to see them uh, go f- far. Obviously, I'm gonna want my St. Louis Blues to go even further. But if they can't, then Vegas sure as hell better. Cause, <laughs> um. I'm on the wagon, folks. Although, am I? Re- can I really say that I'm on the wagon if I was around before the wagon even existed? So, I mean, because I, I was on the Vegas train before the team even had a name. I was on the Vegas grind, the Vegas wagon, so to speak, before it was even conceived to be a thought when there were floating around like oh Kansas City might have one oh Vegas might have one and I'm like well I know Kansas City's probably not going to get one because they really don't like Missouri and other than the uh, the fanfare of the Blues and its um, fans we probably wouldn't have had the, the Blues uh, well also thanks you know even though we, we hate the Blackhawks if it wasn't for the, the Wirtz fam- family up in Chicago, we wouldn't have the Blues either way either. So we kind of owe them there. But Vegas, I was saying, hey, if Vegas gets a team, I'm on it. I'm on the train. And guess what? They got a team, Golden Knights. I'm on, on, I'm on the uh, on the wagon, to say the least. But but yeah, that's the episode today. I uh, don't know when the next one's gonna be, but. You'll surely find out whenever you uh, go on your podcasting app and uh, see, oh, there's a new episode. But um, but I do these for, at least it seems to be, I do this for the existing audience now. Um, but look in the near future, some uh, activity on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's been a long time since I've done anything on the YouTube channel as of late. Um, and since I've been on my little, uh, trip to the desert, as I call it, um, I, uh, am making sure that I don't do anything on there because I don't want to do anything video related over here. Um, 
<clears throat> but I will definitely do it once I get back to the States next year, whenever that may be. I don't even know when that's going to be. Uh, but regardless, look for some things in 2021 on that front. And uh, we probably will actually go on a little bit of a break on the podcast for a little bit. Um, I'll probably maybe do one more episode and we'll call it a break until we uh, really start hearing some uh, track, uh, some things about the upcoming season so uh maybe take like a month break and then come back in december we'll we'll see i I, i've got a lot of things to figure out on that front but anyway like share subscribe on the uh well yeah like share subscribe rate subscribe on all the podcasting services that we're on all nine of them um proud to be on there and proud to have you all listen and uh thank you for all listening and i'll catch you all in the next one thank you very much